You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, yeah, probably not the best idea. I, I spent like two hours this morning at Home Depot and at the grocery store. I spent like $600 between both of them. I assume most of that was on a sukkah. So I already got the sukkah. It's just like, I don't have a roof for the sukkah. So I had to get like a whole bunch of like, not two by fours, but you know, like, like, like sort of like thin strips of wood. Yeah. And that's just expensive. And it like, it turns into $200 super easily. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, the scoreless version of the Touchline Media Group, because we're Lions fans. That is what this podcast is about. It is about the Lions. I'm your host. Uh, do, not, do not group me in with those people. I, I don't do that. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. Um, we might or might not be joined by my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump, because... Um, I haven't heard from him today. Uh, we, the, you've already heard the uh, the tones of my panelist and all around, uh, I don't know, guy, uh, Nerd Angus. He's, he's with us to talk the various uh, types of football, um, mostly the American version. I don't think he has any thoughts on, on soccer today. Um, Is that the one you kicked with, you, uh, with your foot? There you go. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, and Paramount Plus until they listen to one of our episodes, at which point they will pull the sponsorship. But until then, here we are. Uh, all right, so I do want to uh, to get started on the most important thing that's happened this weekend, um, the focus of what we want to talk about, um, which is the time that the highest scoring offense in the NFL got shut out. <laughs> So, you know, here's a, here's a more interesting thing that that's happening right now. 
So Twigs and I are facing off in what we call Blood Week uh, in fantasy football. Uh, Twigs has Jared Goff, who I assume you picked up after last week. I don't know when you picked him up, but Uh, this week, not a wise decision. Really bad. Yeah, I picked him up a a couple weeks ago when Justin Fields turned out to just suck. So I thought it was Matt Nagy sucked. (laughs) Nope, Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields is the one who in fact sucks. And I looked at it and I was like, well, I think the Lions are going to be behind a lot. So they'll probably throw a lot. Like, you know how like we all for a really long time thought Matt Stafford wasn't actually good. He was just like accumulating stats by being down by 14 every single fourth quarter. And throwing the ball to the best receiver of all time. Right. And so like, I was like, okay, like probably going to throw a lot. And he's to this point been like a top 15 ish quarterback. Uh, in fantasy. Yeah, that's what the stats say. I'm, I'm However... joking. Solely fantasy. <laughs> Solely fantasy. Look, if you ask me if there are 15 quarterbacks that I would rather have than Jared Goff, I can name them for you right now without stopping. Like, it's not hard. I can I can go through it. There are, there are two in, in every division, no problem. Four in yep. the NFC, three in the NFC West. Yep. Uh, or AFC West. Like, I... I, I the, the, the more interesting question is how many backup quarterbacks would you prefer to Jared Goff? And I think there's probably like five. I, I don't know the backup quarterbacks well enough to do this. <laughs> would you rather Cooper Rush or Jared Goff? Would you rather Chase Daniel or Jared Goff? The point is, is that these <laughs> things are questions. <laughs> like, look, the answer <laughs> to both of those was probably Jared Goff. But like, would I rather Teddy Bridgewater to Jared Goff? Probably. Mm. Like, Probably. He's made of glass. Yeah, yeah, but like, so, like C.J. Stroud is the point here, right? So, <laughs> um, not that I want to talk about C.J. Stroud in any regard, but um, oh, we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud. It's I know, literally part of this I, episode. It is literally part of this episode. Um, so I do want to say this about the Lions. I watched zero of that game because I am on record saying that I don't watch the Lions. I don't. I pay attention to them. I don't watch them. Um, I don't watch them either. And it's really Better like, my health. yeah, like, and, and as the cold open probably referenced, I haven't decided what the cold open is yet, but like, I, I had a busy day today, like, and I'm not going to change any part of my day to watch the Lions. Like I've, I, I've, I've made that decision. I've made that piece. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I, I, I pay closer attention to the Arsenal game today than I did the Lions because like, and that's just hate watching. That's just like me being like, I don't, I don't want I don't this like team. you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want you to win. Um, but all right. All right. Fine. We do this chronologically. So let's talk about Michigan uh, dick tripping for three quarters, two and a half quarters. That was more like two quarters, two quarters. Uh, what was this? Wasn't it like 1710 entering the fourth? I don't I don't remember. It all like kind of merged together, but like they had a good second half. Uh I so I think the pick in the end zone was in the first half, I believe. And then our first drive of the second half, that was the one we went for 98 yards to score. So I could okay. be wrong about that. So uh, you are right. Uh it, it was they scored to go up 24 with their first drive of the fourth to go up. Is that our first drive of the, of the first drive, first drive of the third went up 17, 10 first drive of the fourth went up 24 to 10. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, And then fumble (laughs) touchdown. And that was the game. 
Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think like, so number one, I think our defensive staff went into this game wanting to rep the things that they wanted to rep and completely ignored everything that Indiana was doing because that is the only sense I could make out of that first half game plan. I, I, everything that I read about Indiana, it was just like screen, 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 screen. And we were not prepared for that for whatever reason. I don't know what they were doing. Um, so I can't like, I can't explain that other than I think they were just trying to rub the things they were trying, they wanted to rub. Uh, and then the offense was doing fine until the heart incident. And there was like a very noticeable difference with especially the running backs before the heart incident and after the heart incident. And I think like, understandably, like, like Coram is what, 19 years old and seeing your uh, coach like Coram sees is, on the sideline. 22. He's a junior. Okay. Whatever. Doesn't I mean, matter. still. Yeah. Still. It's not, it's not good. Uh, not good. Yeah. No, I, I think like that and then them getting the good news in the locker room that he was going to be okay. Like that, that's like, that's when things like were worse and then better. So yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, so I, 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 obviously we, we, we hope for the best for Michael Hart, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, I like, like, it's just like, like, it's, it's, it's tough to do, right? Like when you're like, I want to talk about a game of football, which is a game, which is like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like what, and, and we'll talk about this with, with Jaden Mangum uh, in the Michigan state game. Like you're, you're, you're watching a game. And like a lot of what we do is like, we break down games because it's funny and it's fun. And like, even when your team loses, it's, it's like, it's fun to be mad about because you're not actually that bad. It's not that yeah. important. It's not like, but like, like what happened with two attack by law, what, what happened with Mike Hart, what happened with Jaden Mangum, um, these types of things, like, it's like, it takes you out of it and it takes you back to like, oh, these are human beings, not, not, you know, things on the screen. So like as much as I want to, like I want to clown on Michigan because it's fun. Like it is mm-hmm. funny yeah. to say that Indiana had you where they wanted you for a good thirty minutes of this game. Um, like that's yeah. funny to me. But like, like then you're like, oh well, maybe one of the reasons why that was is because you know a, a human being who probably took too many blows to the head had a seizure in the middle of his job. Yep. And like yeah. and 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 that actually sort of like. Again, like you don't want to blame victims, so I'm I'm gonna blame the system involved. There's a lot of incentive for offensive players to use the crown of their helmet. It's the reason why Jaden Mangum went to the hospital is because Travion Henderson leads with his head, and they don't call targeting against offense on the offensive. Yep, right. So like they don't call targeting on offense, and Mike Hart, and this was look, this was even before we even really. This is what he did every single play, every time. And it got Every him point. an extra yard or two. That like that's why people loved him so much. Yeah. Um, and like these types of blows, these sort of sub-concussive, constant hits to the head, especially as a running back who's who's touching ball. I mean, he 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 probably had what thirty intended touches per serious game, and he yeah, was a starting years. for four years. Ex- except for the last year because he was a little bit hurt. Right. So so you're 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 talking about like thousand not including practice yep um and that's in his college career he played what two years in pros three years in pros whatever Um, it might have been longer than that he was a backup for a long time so there you go i mean like so so 
while we wish for the best, no, I'm not qualifying it. We wish the best for my cart. Um, and this is what happens when you don't take these things seriously. When you don't take head injury seriously or player safety seriously, or um, you don't treat the players in question like human beings, um, which is what college football has done for, oh, I don't know, um, 150 years, give or take. Um, like, this is what happens. And so, you know, obviously, um, you know, for those of you who, who, who listen to us and figure it out, like when, when, when we say like our thoughts and prayers are with Mike Hart, that's not an ironic statement. Like some of us actually do pray and such. So like, that's, that's not a, a uh, sarcastic statement. Like I actually, you know, like that actually is it. Um, but that sort of like brings me to Blake Corum, who is a talent who yep. has touched the ball a hundred times in the last three games. How many did he have in this last game? Cause Edwards got a number of carries too. 25, 25 or 27. 25 or 27. So he has uh, 30 against Maryland, 31 against uh, Iowa, and 25 against Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, you're, you're looking at 90, between 90 and 100 touches. I, if, I'll, I'll tell you this. As, as someone who watches Michigan, like as, as a Michigan fan, you, are you concerned about the tread on his wheels? Because – Donovan Edwards, like, look, those first three games were, were practices, but in the game, since things have gotten, you know, even remotely serious, the game plan has been Blake Corum until Blake Corum can't Blake Corum anymore. Then JJ McCarthy doesn't make mistakes. Like even his, even his interception wasn't a mistake. Like it was bad luck. No, I mean, well, he did throw in a double coverage, but like, it, yeah, was, but it was in the it, it was in the spot where like he wanted off. it to go. Receiver the ball went probably could where have gotten he it. Wanted the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say like like look like on this podcast we talk about XG a lot in the soccer context. Like the the expected interception there was like point one, point two. Yeah, like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it had to take a fortunate tip, and then it had to fall to the right person. <laughs> right, and so like. The thing is, it's, it's an interesting thing because the whole argument about Michigan was that J.J. McCarthy gives you a higher ceiling, but he only gives you a higher ceiling if you let him. And I yeah, don't think Michigan I've, really wants to let him. I mean, we'll see well, next week, but. Uh, yeah, but also like he's still he's still a true sophomore. So uh, a, a true sophomore who before this year had a tendency to do really wild things that sometimes worked out and sometimes didn't. So. I think like the coaching staff is trying to train that out of him. And so far, like he's doing, he's doing really well, but I think that they're also, they're concerned that if he starts doing the, the other things that those tendencies will come back. So I think they're overcorrecting for now. And then they're going to uh, ideally, hopefully they'll start letting him do more. Yeah. All I'm going to say is that if you want a Honda civic at quarterback, you have a Honda civic at quarterback. You don't, Honda Civic is injured. Yes, but they made the decision to go with not the Honda Civic before yeah, the Honda I know. Civic was injured. <laughs> right? Like you don't you don't drive a Ferrari the speed limit because it's a safe car. Right? Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, and, and look, like I'm, I'm I'm Michigan has ambitions beyond beating Indiana by 21. Yeah. Right? Like there are there is a secondary game plan here. And 
look, the fact of the matter is, is I don't know that we've seen Michigan's offense yet. You know, I don't think we have. I, I, I there, there's been one stressful quarter so far. How closely were you listening to the game? Like I actually wasn't. listening to the game? I wasn't at all. Okay. Uh, so Joel Klatt has, is now able to predict our plays. Yeah. Based I on mean, formation. What, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's watched three straight, right? Four straight. Yeah, he's going to go on four straight next week. I mean, I, I mean, I won't be able to listen to him, but yeah. Yeah. And look, like the thing is, is that he, Michigan is predictable by nature. And I think it's actually a bug or a feature, not a bug. I think that Harbaugh does subscribe to that theory that like, I would rather, you know, what I'm doing and not be able to stop me than to like throw five yeah. people in, in, in motion and disguise. And you he's know, not humble. It, it's yeah. And also like, I think that he has like that, like <clears throat> Fox news part of him. That's like manliness involves running the ball on first down. Yeah. Power. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Power. What about counter? Counters for, for, for God's men. play. We must do God's play. Yeah. And like, like he's, he's even of the, like of the point where it's like, how do you feel about inside zone? It's for communists. Okay. <laughs> okay. Zone blocking is for people communists. who run inside zone. They drink skim milk. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I do chicken think for dinner. It's, it's, it's very weird. It's, it, and I think the thing is, is like Harbaugh stopped talking a little bit after his, um, this isn't a politics podcast, but uh, after certain opinions about why we as a society got COVID um, and the- Uh, He didn't stop talking about after that. He stopped talking after the other thing. Oh, the other thing. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Basically, I think that like sometimes when he doesn't talk all that much, we forget who he is. Um, But he's very much a uh, football is not just about football. It's about making men strong because Teddy Roosevelt said that if we don't have football, we might become Spanish. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, like, and like, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic there. Like that was one of the arguments for saving football under the Roosevelt administration. The first one. Oh. Um, the second one wasn't really an administration. It was more like a fascist dictatorship that we were all sort of okay with for some reason. Anyways. Um, this is not a politics podcast. Yvonne. Right. That, that, Technically, that's a geopolitics and history comment, which is technically within the purview of this podcast per our... Were you about to say something about Schoonmaker? I think you're about to say something about Schoonmaker. I think he's good. I'm shocked. I did not think he was good. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought that the other other tight end um, was was going to be good. But yeah, he doesn't seem to be... No, he's injured. He, He is really good. He's just... He's injured. He hasn't played all year. Okay. So I thought I mean, that he was the good one, but apparently there's a second good one. Uh, yeah, I which mean, is good because I think a, this is a hardball football team. So yeah. tight ends. Uh, it's it's interesting because um, Ronnie Bell came back with a vengeance, but they refused to use their their most talented wide receiver, and it is fascinating to me. Which one do you think is the most talented, Andrew Anthony? Anthony? Yeah, by far. Yeah, I think he's I, by far. I like, don't get it. He I, is the, like he's, okay. You have Anthony downfield, and you have. Um, and you have uh, one of the other receivers is, is injured. Anthony's going downfield. He's really, really fast. And they don't throw him the ball. <laughs> it's like we've yeah, got Nico Collins back. I don't understand. <laughs> we made this mistake once. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is fascinating to watch because it's like, 
again, we talk about Michigan, like, like the standard we're holding Michigan and Michigan state to this year is very different. Right. And Michigan, the standard is not, can they compete in the big 10? It's can they compete against Clemson who is apparently good again Um, or Georgia or Bama or Ohio state or USC or whatever, like this upper echelon of, of the country. Um, There's nobody good in the big 12. Um, RIP Kansas. We'll talk about you. Um, but for Michigan, if Michigan is going to be a team that can compete at this level, Andrew Anthony is the type of wide receiver who can help. Um, Luke Schoonmaker, mm-hmm. who's a nice tight end, isn't Brock Bowers. You know, like he's 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 not Michael Mayer, right? He's he's a, a nice tight end. Um, Eric Hall is a nice tight. Like these guys aren't going to change a defensive scheme. Andrew Anthony may may. Right. Like, I don't think Ronnie Bell is going to make Georgia change up its defensive scheme. I think Andrew Anthony, if Andrew Anthony was playing well, might. Well, OK, you have you have Andrew Anthony and you have Roman Wilson, both who are incredibly fast. Roman Wilson might be the fastest receiver in the country. And I, I so, again, I think that this goes back to like Harbaugh taking the training training wheels off from uh, from from J.J., and, and JJ has to start hitting his shots downfield. As soon as both those things happen, I think like this offense could probably, in theory, compete with any any team in the country. But sure. is that going to happen? I don't know. I, it'd be interesting because I, I I don't know. Like I wasn't cognizant enough during like the Luck era at Stanford. But like, did he do this to Andrew Luck? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't no know. idea. Um, we'll talk about Stanford in a second because they've got some <laughs> problems. Um, yeah. But here, here's the crazy thing. Andrew Anthony is is averaging fewer than a catch a game. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, he also just, like, might not be getting open. Scheme him open. That's possible. You're, you're, <laughs> you're playing against UConn. He's open. I promise. Like, like that's, that's the thing, is that, like, the fact that he wasn't getting five targets a game, let alone five catches a season, <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's, and it's, the type of thing that Harbaugh has done enough times now that you you can question it because he yeah. did it to he did it to Nico Collins Nico. he did it to Donovan Peoples Jones yeah he did it to um, who's the wide receiver with butt uh, the slot the really good slot who who uh, Grant Perry Grant Perry was the slot. And Jake uh, Butt was the tight end, and there was an outside receiver who's good who never got the ball, and I, it, I, it's it's lost. The fact I can't remember is is the oh Jay T- Chesson Chesson got the ball. No, Chesson was the blocking guy, the other one, the one the one who was oh, supposed uh, to be Darbo, really good. Darbo. Yes, Darbo. Darbo. Until Darbo was a senior, Darbo didn't get the ball. Um, <laughs> and like I think it's part of it. Like I think that it's Harbaugh's offense. Like you can put in Gaddis or more or. Deboard or whoever as your offensive coordinator, but ultimately Harbaugh wants to get the ball to slots and tight ends and run. And like, yeah. he just doesn't really have all that much interest in outside receivers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, like he, for worse, arguably he bows down to Shem, and that's, that's kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think that this, this week and we'll, we'll, we'll sort of, preview it such as it is this week is a very interesting game because Penn state is a top 10 team that I don't think should be within 15 points of Michigan. Why, why are they a top 10 team? Cause they haven't lost yet. 
That's it. That's the like, only reason. Who have they played? <laughs> I mean, Michigan, like, does, I, Michigan is only, like, a top 10 team because of last year. But, like, Penn State was crap last okay. year. I, I don't understand So Penn why... State, Penn State had a nail-biter against Purdue week one. Beat Ohio yeah. by a lot. Beat Auburn, who's terrible, by a lot. At, at Auburn, so I guess that counts ben for something. by... I Two guess. scores. Auburn's really Three scores. Bad. Yeah. Um, and they, like, for the, all intents and purposes, just laid an egg against Northwestern. Northwestern by 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, is this I, – I, I don't know what the line is yet. Do we, do we have a line yet? I, I don't know, but, like, what is Michigan, the over-under on – that's I would, super low. I would take Michigan. Hammer, like, that. <laughs> Hammer that. That should be that should be ten and a half. That should yeah. be ten and a half at the jump. I mean, like, what's the over under on on Oki getting to Clifford and sacking him? I mean, the thing three is, times. Like, like, and, and I, I do actually. It's actually a, a good thing to talk about Oki because Oki is good. I mean, clearly he has all the talent yeah. in the world. Oki yeah. is nothing without Mike Morris. I want to be clear about this. This is this is going to be like my hot take about Michigan's defense. Mike Morris is the best the best player on that defense, um, and everything. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. He's... Everything good that happens is because of Mike Morris. It's not Maisie Smith. It's not the corners. It is Mike Morris. Mike Morris is so technically sound, and like I want Michigan to have one of these defensive ends every single year. Do you like, know who he is? He's he's a he's, he's Chris Glasgow. Wormley. Mm-mm, oh yeah, he's Chris he's Wormley. Wormley. He's yeah. Wormley because he's he's what like 290, 300? Yeah, 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 yeah. I he's I Blog makes that comparison too. Yeah, so great. But he's Wormley. And he, you know what he, or or if you want to use a Michigan State example, he's Marcus Rush with 40 additional pounds. Like, which That's is great. super <laughs> useful to have because Marcus yeah. Rush was really good at his job. Um, <laughs> and Mike Mike Morris, I and here's here is where I get super hot taking. I think that he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. Ooh, not, that's a hot take. Not, not that he would be better in the NFL. Not uh-huh. that, not that he plays the same way that Hutchinson did. He doesn't. It's, I think. I, I assume you're saying that because he's technically a lot better at his position. He's technically a lot better at his position, and he does not make the mistakes that Hutchinson made in the two games that Michigan lost. Now, granted, yeah. Morris hasn't played a a offense of the Kenneth Walker, the third Michigan state slash Ohio state slash um, Georgia. And maybe, maybe Morris under stress will, will make those mistakes. But um, I just, I, I think that that Hutchinson had a lot of hero ball in him and Morris just wins his blocks over and over. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is more demoralizing to a right tackle than to just get beat a couple times. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that like he has no bend. Like he's literally no. Well, he's he's what what he is. He's a poor man, poor man's JJ Watt, three four defensive end who who's probably going to be bull rushes people. Right. Um. You know who's another good example is Will Golston, who's been in the NFL for a decade. Yeah. Right. Like like he's got like technically what you want out of a three four defensive end, and that's all you need. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, And that's great because that also gives Oki a lot of time to develop. It, and Oki it gives, is incredibly athletic. <laughs> Oki, it, it gives Oki and Jalen Har- uh, Harrell, 
Jalen Harrell is not going to like Jalen Harrell is probably who he is. He's not that good. I don't think so. He's only like a redshirt freshman, sophomore. Sophomore. I, yeah. And they were expecting like some things out of him this year. And like, he doesn't have very much pass rush at all. The only time he gets home is when they're throwing like weird blitzes in. And like, other than that, he's, just not that good they, he's in there he's in there during passing downs when they need to drop a defensive end into into zone coverage fair enough um oh one other thing michael barrett thinks he's a lot better than he is he's not uh, i don't think michael barrett doesn't think that he's a lot better than he is i think michael barrett is in the game because of injuries and because junior <laughs> colson's not very good <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's actually like interesting to watch Michigan's defense, um, and in this regard, and we've talked a lot about Michigan uh, on this podcast, not on this episode, which is fine because they're the team that's worth talking about here. Um, <laughs> but it's it's an interesting thing watching their defense because it's like they can never, and this is the point about like the difference between Michigan and Georgia or Michigan and Bama or Michigan and Clemson or whatever, is that it's like you want to watch this defense with this version of the defensive, the defensive line, for example. And then you want Peppers and Ross at linebacker and you want Hill at safety. And you like, yes. you want to see at this, this level, you know, where you have five stars at three levels. Um, yeah. Devin Bush, middle linebacker. Right. Right. Or, or, I mean, I would prefer Ross in this example just because he was so steady, but yes, like a Devin Bush at, 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 at the mic and, and you have like corners like long or, um, not Lewis. Lewis, but the one who was supposed to be Lewis after Lewis, whose name escapes me. Oh, um, uh, uh, Levert Hill. Uh, yeah, Hill. Um, and like you, you want to see them all put together, but it's like when their defensive line is is chilling, folks. The corners are sketchy, and it's like when the corners are locked down, the linebackers are unreliable, and it's just always you're just always missing something. I don't um, remember the last time our linebackers were like actually the weakness of our defense. I can't remember, like, back to, see, it's, it's like, who was before Devin Bush? Because before Devin Bush, I'm pretty sure they were still good. Before Devin Bush, you would have had the late Hoke era. In the late uh, Hoke era, I don't even Mouton? remember. Was Mouton the last time that they were, like, actively bad? Yeah, Mouton was real bad. Yeah, yeah so, he was another, so, like, so, practice so, type guy. So, 2009 <laughs> is the answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it says something, but, but Colson's a problem. Um, and they put a lot of eggs in that basket and it, those eggs yeah. are not hatching. <laughs> I'm, ugh, he's not that good. No. And, and, and that, bad. and that, but, but again, it'll only be a problem when people seem start being able to exploit the second level, which is not going to happen until Ohio, Ohio state. state. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and and maybe maybe Penn State again. Like I don't know if Penn State is good because Penn State has played zero serious teams. Um, I, I tend to believe they suck because they 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 struggled with Northwestern and Purdue. But you know I don't know. Purdue just beat Maryland. Like like it, and and Maryland gave Michigan a game ish. Sort of. Sort of. So like yeah. I, I I don't know. But it'll be it'll be very interesting to to see. Michigan now that it's like okay we're doing this again and we can do this again um uh, yeah I, but, I yeah I'm like pretty confident about next week 
I, I, yeah. I, I would be. I, 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 James as, Franklin. Michigan minus seven. If that's if that's still as of as a release, if you dear listener, if you're listening to this and it's still Michigan minus seven, hit it. If it's Michigan <laughs> minus ten, hit it. I would say really, I would be comfortable with Michigan up to like Michigan minus thirteen and a half. Like uh, I wouldn't to, or twelve and a half. You're trying to curse us. <laughs> I'm not. No, no. I'm. 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 I'm I, I need you to understand where I'm at in my. Like, I, I know it's been a while since Michigan State like truly was like this in a year that actually like was a real year. Um, but like, I'm. I'm. I'm beyond it. Like, I. I. I don't have any opinions about Michigan or Michigan State or, or Michigan or the rest of the Big Ten because Michigan State is not going to make a bowl game. So it's like, is there a functional difference between Michigan winning Michigan State winning three games and five games? No, there isn't. I don't care. So like, okay. Unless that additional game is against Michigan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, would I rather Michigan State win three games this year and one of those is against Michigan than win five games and those wins are over Illinois and Rutgers? Obviously. Clearly. Would I rather a bowl game than a win against Michigan? Yes, I would rather the bowl game because bowl practice. What? Yeah, no, no, no. I would rather go six and six than go five and seven with a win over Michigan. Three weeks of practice, man. Those are worth it. Those are worth it. I, I want those bowl practices more than I want to beat Michigan. But you know what I want more than bowl practices and more than beating Michigan? This sponsor? Well, I was going to say the Champions League, but. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but (laughs) they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to go over the Michigan state game about as quickly as I can, because I'm going to go on mute. That's fine. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't need to rant. I, I, I want to say first things first, I hope that Jaden Mangum is healthy. That was a really, really scary moment. Um, and I think that I, I'm not like criticizing Travion Henderson. I'm criticizing referees for not calling targeting on offense. Um, he did it every time he had the ball. I think it's probably close to what he's taught. It is what it is. I hope Jaden Mangum's okay. The reports on TV were that he he actually made it back from the hospital by the end of the game and was walking around the sideline. Um, that's good. Um, I am ready to question something that I have not questioned yet, which is, is Peyton Thorne the guy? Um, we sort of all assumed that he was. It might be that he's Scott Mitchell with Barry Sanders, and now we are looking at Scott Mitchell without Barry Sanders. 
Uh, and it turns out he's a nine touchdowns, seven interceptions, not all that impressive quarterback. And I'm not saying Noah Kim is the guy. Um, I don't think he's going to make this team a bowl eligible team. But I think we're at the point where it's time to start discussing what does next year look like. Can I can I interject for just a second? Sure. Um, coaching coaching matters here. Yep. And I think Peyton Thorne last year looked really good, and the, he looked like the kind of quarterback with the right amount of coaching would be good. I I thought he had the I thought he had the right amount of confidence. Like he was willing to put the ball up for his receivers. Um obviously like Kenneth Walker took a huge load off. However, he still he still looked good last year. So I, I don't I don't think that this is a case of like Peyton Thorne being bad. This is a case of Peyton Thorne not getting very good coaching. I don't know if it's coaching or offensive line. And it could be poor offensive line coaching for what it's that like. is the same problem. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look again. I'm not questioning Peyton Thorne. Really, I'm questioning whether Peyton Thorne is the right quarterback for this team. Um, ah, okay. And because I, I just, I just don't know if he's the guy. Um, when he is throwing the ball to anybody other than Jaden Reed, he looks very unsure of himself. When he's throwing to Jaden Reed, it's fine. And maybe it's last year he had Jalen Naylor. And that made it a lot easier. Um, but Michigan State's struggling with drops real bad right now. Um, and, and I don't really know how you fix that. In terms of this game, I thought Michigan State was going to lose by 30. They lost by 29. I'm not disappointed. You know, like they had a fun pick six. It was 7-7 for a while. That was real fun. Um, you know, they, they had one scoring drive when the game was in question, which was nice. Um, you know, this defense was never going to stop C.J. Stroud. They didn't. They were never going to stop, stop Travion Henderson. They didn't. And when push came to shove, they were not going to be able to drive the ball in this defense, which they couldn't. Um, but what I do want to say about, about this team and about where it goes from here, um, Scotty Hazleton's defense is embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> now, I do want to say that of the issue here is that Mel Tucker decided to drive away a lot of guys who would be in their fourth or fifth year right now. And when you lose your starting defensive tackle, starting defensive end, starting linebacker, starting safety, and other starting safety, um, all to injury, depth matters. And so that's how you have a former D2 walk-on at safety, a former, a current walk-on at slot corner. Um I who was on at linebacker and you have defensive tackles who are, who are freshmen and true freshmen and you have defensive ends who are former running backs so like this um, it doesn't change the fact that this defense even when they were healthy last year sucked um, and I don't know if it's scheme or talent or whatever it is but you know Hazleton's not the guy you know, you're, you're, you're only as good as your output and his output is embarrassing like that. Not good. Thanks. Things are not good in East Lansing. No. I have nothing to say about that. It's, it's a, <laughs> so the thing is though, is that like, I, I do feel like a lot of Michigan state fans 
um, at least the ones I talk to. And I talk to a lot of Michigan State fans and I am a Michigan State fan. Um, I'm not like freaking out. Like I, I sort of like once, once Washington happened, I was sort of like, okay, this is like, this is a scratch and claw to six and six here. Um, and there's still potentially four wins on the schedule. One of them is this weekend. I just don't know which Wisconsin shows up. <laughs> the Wisconsin that showed up this week or the Wisconsin that showed up last week. Don't know. And if, I, if Michigan State loses to Wisconsin, it's not like, oh man, I can't believe they lost to Wisconsin. Of course they lost to Wisconsin. You know? Yeah. I, I, I know we've talked about like, uh, we've talked about Tuck and his status. I still feel like this is a Hoke era. If only we had the right offensive coordinator discussion. I think I, it's defensive coordinator, but yeah. No, no, I, I know. But during the Hoke era, it was, man, I really wish we didn't have X person as our offensive coordinator, Al Borges. And then when he fired Al Borges and he hired Nussmeyer, okay, like that was a really bad hire, but. It, it, it all starts with the main guy and also like, like Tuck is a defensive guy. So I, 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 mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Also, I think that it, it comes down to something very simple. Like I said, 2025 was the year. Um, yeah. And I've also said that if Hazleton's not gone, 2023 is the year. And because I think that he, he gets to have three years of his own defensive court, whoever that is. Um, you know, the recruiting is going very well. What, what is the best case scenario for Michigan State with late D'Antonio era guys? This is, this is to, to, to use an analogy here, this is Harbaugh's 2017, right? This is the third year where... Uh, yeah. Where, yeah. where, where the guys you really need to step up were the worst recruits of the previous guy's era. Yeah, that was the spate got injured when we just start O'Corn in the Ohio State game. Right. And so, like, if yeah. you want to go one-to-one, last year was Michigan State's Harbaugh 2016. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was great. And then 2017 happened, and you're like, okay, is this the guy? 2018, if I remember for Michigan, was... Uh, that was a good year, except uh, uh, they got bombed by Ohio State like six, with like 60-ish points. Right. So, yeah. again, like there are levels to this, right? Like Michigan State's floor bottom out is much lower than Michigan's. Um, yeah. Absent actual sabotage on the part of Rich Rodriguez. But um, <laughs> like, so like you, you just sort of have to, from my perspective, and, and this is all I want to say about Michigan State for the rest of the way, is that if they're actively trying to address and acknowledge the issue, which is, which is that the coordinators are not doing their jobs. Um, if they're actively attempting to address those issues, then I'm happy to give him his, his until 2025. Um, if he's not, then I don't see the point. And that's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to for me. Um, yeah. You know, the recruiting is, is on, is, is, is higher than it was ever under D'Antonio. Um, and from my point of view, if you can just, I don't know, there's a defensive coordinator in Cincinnati who's pretty good, who could probably implement pretty close to the Saban slash D'Antonio system. Also, Narduzzi might get fired, and he was pretty good at coaching defense. You don't want to run quarters again. Are you kidding me? I would kill to run quarters. 
You do not. That, that is an outdated defense. Name, you do name, not want to run quarterbacks. Quarterback, name the quarterbacks in the Big Ten who could exploit it right now because there's two. JJ McCarthy. That's one of them. <laughs> there's one other one. And CJ like, Shroud. Yep. And okay, if it's raining, we win. And if it's not, we lose. I'm cool with those odds against Michigan and Ohio State. Like, you can just do better than that. I, yeah. I mean, like, no, but like, like, you got to. No, like, like, bring back. Bring back Narduzzi, like Happily. I, uh, no, he was like the <laughs> the best villain that we've ever had. He was our Joker. We hated him so much. However, <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't. No, he wasn't the Joker because the Joker had multiple. Ideas no, the Joker was Antonio. On. Yeah, this wasn't the Joker. This was Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze had one move, and that one move was, "I'm gonna make you cold." Slash, blitz your a gaps over and over again. And for some reason, Michigan <laughs> could not deal with that. I, I I can tell you the reason that Michigan couldn't deal with that is because Brady Hoke had Al Borges as his offensive coordinator and then decided not to wear a headset during a game and thus was like, Borges kept on calling the same play over and over and over again. And Hoke was just like throwing up his arms like, I don't know, man, like Devin <laughs> Gardner, I'm going to send you straight to the booth. And by the way, Devin Gardner is like kind of good in the booth. So good on him. However, still kind of like ruined his career. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but yeah, that's what I have to say about Michigan State. Like, I, I am not going to be upset with this team. You know, like, it, it's just not worth my time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start getting upset next year. You know, like, I, I think that next year you're, you're starting to look at things like Tuck's first class are redshirt freshmen and redshirt sophomores on the offensive line. And if they suck, that's on you. That's not on D'Antonio for getting to, you know, recruit offensive linemen for two years which he did. Yeah. Um, so, and, and a lot of the offensive issues are stem from the fact that you can't run the ball because your offensive line is atrocious. Um, and not fun, isn't it? It's really not fun. I, no, that, I it's not fun. do not ever want to go back to an era where I'm blaming bad offensive lines, because also when your offensive line is bad and you're recruiting bad offensive linemen and not developing them, it's not a one-year issue. It's a three to four-year like issue. Four. Yeah. If, if you, yeah. if you strike out on a, on an important offensive line class, that you're that's screwed. A, you're screwed. And Michigan yeah. state's 2023 class has four or five, four, four, four star offensive linemen and a three star center from Castac. And like for Michigan state, that's like, okay, that's what we're going to build on. If that's those good. four, that's yeah, fine. if those four stars are not actual four stars, we've got a real big problem. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, this year, this year's sort of a wash. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not going to freak out about it. Um, Michigan state's best offensive linemen this year are playing for Memphis and Kansas. As far as I can tell, like it, it, it just, you know, is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm referencing Kansas because, um, yeah. Should we talk about a uh, future Wisconsin head coach, Lance Leopold? Dude, it's Jim Leonard's keeping that job. There, there, there's. No I think reason. so too. I, I, I think so too. I just. I don't Lance know, like Leopold. How... Lance Leopold is going to be the next coach at Oklahoma. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're Oklahoma again, I like we 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 talked last week and it was like, oh, haha, would you really fire Brent Venables after four weeks? How you feeling after five weeks? <laughs> how you feeling after five weeks? <laughs> 
Because I'll so tell what you would what. they do with Venables? Would they would they just like hire Leopold and then demote Venables to like defensive coordinator, or is he like doing so bad with the defense at this point that like that's not even it? That's not even like a talking point. <laughs> um, I think it's 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 like look. I'm not saying they're going to fire their head coach after five games. I'm just saying if there was a five game stretch, you were going to fire your head coach after. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> like I think it, I think it's like a weird thing because like for our for our lifetimes, right? Like for our real paying attention to, to to college football lifetimes, they've had two coaches, right? They went from Bob Stoops, who won a national title, to Lincoln yep. Riley, who was yep. a playoff contender every single year. Um, and never played defense once. Nope, didn't want to, but it didn't matter because he was so good at offense. Um, and so, like, we don't think we don't like put Oklahoma in the group of crazy booster, crazy fans because they've just never had a reason to be super crazy. Um, I think that they're about to get super crazy, and I'm, su- I'm I'm very excited. I don't know who their boosters are. I don't know who their super fans are, but somebody is losing their minds right now, and it's very yes. funny. Because yes. they, because Venables is there is in a lot of ways is is like their guy. He came up through there. Except, yeah. Oh no! Turns out they have a former quarterback who played at Oklahoma, who's currently coaching the third best team in the SEC. In Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to sting because you chose Venables over Heupel. If you went to Heupel, he would have come. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I I'm actually I I I too am very excited to see what happens here because <laughs> yeah, it's going like, to be stupid. Oh. Whatever happens, it's going to be very stupid. It's going to be uh, LSU firing Ogeron, potentially dumber than that. <laughs> I think it's going to be dumb on the level of hiring Brian Kelly, who got again blitzed by josh heupel wait was the last time that that oklahoma lost that badly to texas never probably the year before bob stoops like i i yeah i I can can look it up like why don't you why don't you keep talking for a second and i'm gonna look up uh the red river shootout although i don't know if if, if, is this is this no longer a shootout is this just a massacre like if one side doesn't have a gun that was not a shootout that was like 100 percent a massacre no, I, <laughs> I I can't believe that Oklahoma like didn't even score a point. And also, they didn't do the thing that Venables was brought in to do. Like they didn't play defense against a Sarkeesian offense. <laughs> like why is there, there? Yeah, like there aren't any secrets to the Sarkeesian offense, right? Like no, he not really. runs the same stuff that Bama does, just like kind of worse. I. Like that's that's who he is, and he's he's good at it. Like no question, he's very good at it. And they they have a ton of talent. They have they have probably the best running the back. Last in time, the, well, uh, second best running back in the country. Yeah, the last time <laughs> Oklahoma got blitzed like this was nineteen seventy, yeah. and then they went on. Wow. To beat, then they went on to win one, two, three, four, five straight against Texas, including I think two national titles in that in that stretch. Nineteen seventy. They lost 41 to nine. The last time Oklahoma didn't score a point in this game was 1965 when they lost 19 to nothing. 
think about how long ago that was. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, I don't know that we can we can confidently say what crazy Oklahoma looks like. And I'm super into it. I'm very excited. Very excited. So if you're Oklahoma and you fired Venables today, who's who's first on your list? Is it Heupel. is it Hoople? Hypel, yeah. Hypel? Yeah. Heupel? He's 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 no no. You don't fire Venables until Hypel says yes. Okay, also if you're Hypel, do you leave Tennessee for Oklahoma? No. <laughs> Why would you? I I, I think no. I like Hi- Knoxville like is, is way way better than Norman, Oklahoma, and also he just brought back a quote unquote SEC power. Quote unquote. I mean, like I mean, like, they think that is, they are. Yeah, my thing is is that like I don't want to go to a place where if I lose, it's a big big problem for my career. C E G Scott Frost. Like, or Brian Kelly. Or Brian Kelly. Or, <laughs> I don't know, Jim Harbaugh before 2021. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jim Harbaugh couldn't kind get of. a job. After. No, he could not. So, like, he had to get... He couldn't get a job afterwards. <laughs> yeah, which was also weird. Like, <laughs> weird that it happened like that. But anyways. Um, but no, if I'm Oklahoma, I'm going to Hypo and I'm saying, how much? And if Hypo was like... Mm, 95 million okay a year okay <laughs> like hypo can name his price are you what can that buy you in norman oklahoma norman oklahoma <laughs> including yeah. university yeah i mean what's the endowment of oklahoma can't i mean it can't be could, more than that right like, <laughs> the thing, getting close i mean like you could if you, if you could be close like i think like it's like one of those, like, we could put a competitive cash offer down, right? $95 million a year and Lincoln Riley's house in LA. Why do you want Lincoln Riley's house in LA? Why not? Why not? Because, <laughs> because you can't say no. <laughs> because you, you are currently up shit's Creek. So uh, I also would like um, Queen Elizabeth's crown. You mean King Charles's crown? No. No. <laughs> well, what is, we, we want you to dig mean? into the grave we want the Voldemort one Dumbledore there. style yeah. take the Elder Wand slash crown and give it to me um, I also would like whatever was recently returned from the British Museum to its native place so I would like to recolonialize various documents and artifacts to me <laughs> and, and like, what do you, I, I want that country what's it called? Uh, India what? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to recombine Pakistan and India. What? Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? Could be fun, because these right? are things that you're promising to me, <laughs> and I'm not your football coach yet. Like, like I would want, I would like a standing seat at OPEC. OPEC is only for countries. Yes, yes, it yes, is. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like, I, I... <laughs> Oil's worth a lot of money. Don't you understand that? <laughs> Like he like becomes like takes like sovereign citizen bullshit like to like the next level and it's like you know I'm a sovereign citizen but I'm actually also a member of the United Nations. Granted, I will take observer status. I will take observer status. I don't need to be a full member of the United Nations, but I do need at least Puerto Rico levels of involvement. Coach, I don't understand what observer status means. <laughs> oh, let me explain it to you in American terms. It is the representative from D.C. in the United States Congress. 
I didn't know the, the yeah. DC had a representative in Congress. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Make it happen. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Clemson. Oh, we should probably like go through this really quickly. Um, yeah. Alabama struggles against Texas A&M. Texas A&M had, had it first and goal with three seconds left. Threw it, ran a terrible play. But yeah. um, Also, but Bryce that, Young didn't but, play, so. Yeah, it, it's something to monitor. With with Bama, I I don't know how good the SEC West is this year, but something to monitor. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, right. we'll, we're on we'll, notice, we'll, Alabama. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll, we're we're watching you, uh, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia dicking around with teams and then exploding on them is very funny. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very on brand for Kirby Smart. Yeah, just like like playing with his food and then it's like, oh, fine, good, cover okay. the spread. Yep. Great. Okay. Um. What else? Vandy uh, was messing with Lane Kiffin for like a quarter and a half. That was fun. <laughs> Yesterday was a, a pretty like straightforward day. It, it um, was. It was a straightforward day. Oh, yeah. we promised we were going to talk about David Shaw. Um, do you oh, yeah. when Stanford was good? It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> okay, hang on. So David Shaw at Stanford, it's, it's not that they've been like good. They've been like Pac-12 okay. For well, a remember, very long time. Remember that for a long time, they were like eight, nine, 10 wins. And you're like, you're never yeah. going to be a playoff contender, regardless of who your coach is at Stanford. You're, you're, it's, it's like the thing with Michigan State, where it's like, if you're expecting 12 wins, a, 11 wins a year, you're, that's your fault, not Michigan State's fault. Yeah. So I, I always like, I've, I've always thought of David Shaw as like, like anytime that Michigan was like doing a coaching search, David Shaw would pop up as like, oh, we should go after David Shaw. And then everyone was like, David Shaw is Lloyd Carr. Why do you want Lloyd Carr? And then they didn't go after him for obvious reasons. He's Lloyd Carr, except yeah. kind of worse. He's well, Lloyd Carr if like Lloyd Carr kept coaching after 2006. He's 2007. I think the thing, I think the thing is with him is that the difference is, is that David Shaw is like, he's not just, he's, he's, he's Lloyd Carr, but like Lloyd Carr with like a, a measure of like, I don't know, confidence. I, I, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't understand uh, how David Shaw can continue to do what he does without because like there's Stanford. They're not going to fire David Shaw, but like, don't there's you, Stanford. Like, like, if you went to your job, like just like hypothetically, if you went to your job and your metrics were consistently awful, like wouldn't you have some sense of pride in yourself to be like, maybe it's my, no, there's Stanford. St- Stanford only really has a football program because of Jim Harbaugh showed up there for that's John whatever Elway reason. Because what? That's John Elway erasure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Same. Like, like John Elway he, was he, there. Yeah, he was there. At, sure. Yeah. I, I, I guess I forgot that John Elway played at Stanford, but before Harbaugh showed up in the modern era, they were crap. They were absolutely terrible. No one watched Stanford football. Nobody watches so, Stanford football under Harbaugh. <laughs> like, yeah, let's be clear. Exactly. I don't think Stanford is aware of whether or not it has a football team in any given year. It's just like occasionally something will happen and they'll be like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. We beat Cal. We also beat nine other teams, but who really gives which, a shit? Which is also like kind of unfortunate because like they could be the community of college football, but they're not. <laughs> like yeah. David Shaw could be out there just doing wild things. And then not getting fired for it because no one's paying attention. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it could be super fun. But unfortunately, because it's Stanford, like, 
it's like you can't do whatever you want at Miami because people are paying really close attention. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> what you doing there? But at Stanford, like I guess like it's it's sort of the point, right? Like like Stanford doesn't want to accidentally hire Lane Kiffin. Like Lane Kiffin, who they don't understand is Lane Kiffin. Like imagine imagine if if you had like a straight lace. <clears throat> Another like Joker joke. You gave all of your money to a madman. What did you expect to happen? I don't know. I mean, like he said, he'd make things better. <laughs> I, I, I told you that I was going to take you places. I didn't tell you it was places you wanted to go. Uh, so, which is to say that we are pushing for Scarecrow as the head coach of Stanford. I don't know who the Scarecrow would be. Uh, who who inspires fear and is generally not all that interesting. Otherwise, oh, it's Mike Leach. <laughs> Mike Leach is in Scarecrow. He's got a doctorate. He otherwise would seem to be up like, like if you had said like, oh, this guy's a lawyer and he decided to do this other thing, you'd be like, oh, sweet. I bet he's really awesome at that and super normal otherwise. It's like, oh, Dr. Jonathan Crane. He's also a pharmacist in addition to be a psychotherapist. Wow, I bet he's really good at both of those things. No, 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 he's not. Nope. You should nope. not listen. You should not listen to his opinions on pharmaceuticals slash um weddings I don't, I don't know mike leach has some <gasps> can't imagine stanford just like running, running forwards every play um, that'd be that'd awesome be... oh gosh that would be awesome but uh i i think that that's that's what i want to leave on because that's an, that's a high note and 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 my my weekend of football um was you know what it was spurs won tottenham won i care about that arsenal Yay. lost or arsenal won that wasn't great um and, uh, and, and we're, we're, we're getting close to the MLS playoffs. Today was the last day of uh, the MLS season. So, um, Oh, you know who's historically terrible? DC United. Sure are. Sure are. They got, I, think, I think they got blown out four to nothing in the first half by Cincinnati today. Um, you know who's going to change things? Wayne Rooney. Probably not. Uh, I, I just, I, maybe it's just me, but hiring former players who, who have not shown necessarily the most aptitude for coaching so far in a league that they've never played, that they never really understood. Um, hey, 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 he did some things across the pond, and that's why we brought him back. I just like, like the thing is, I'm going to go on a like, very, very quick MLS rant. When you go from an open system to a closed system, and you go from, from a system that doesn't have a salary cap to a system that has an arcane and impossible to understand salary cap, things change. It gets harder. Gets weirder. Yep. Like yep. imagine if like, like it, it's like if, if someone like played was, a, was like a, a coach in baseball, right? And they were like, okay, I'm, I'm one of the base, best baseball managers in Japan. And then you came over to the MLB and you were like, okay, I want to bring up my best players. And management was like, no. You're we like, can't, why? <laughs> we can't do that. Until June 1st. Because we don't want to pay them yet. What don't you understand? And Or you're like, okay, like I'm really excited about my team. Um, and then like management was like, who are your four favorite players under the age of 25 in our system? You're like, why? It's like, well, there's a rule five draft. What the hell is a rule five draft? That's basically what the MLS is. The MLS so, is just a series of rule five drafts. Do you think, do you think if MLS like actually paid people and they brought over like NBA salary analysts to like all the different franchises, things would be different? Uh, MLS doesn't want to be good because it's a monopoly system in which the value of the teams is so ma- massively inflated by um, the franchise system that there's no incentive to be good. Uh, so I think that MLS will be good when it um, is forced due to um, 
I don't know, something like it, like they, there's They're nothing going to be forced. Yeah. But like the only way that MLS will become a serious league is if they get rid of salary caps, because right now all anybody puts money into is attackers because attackers sell tickets. But it turns out that like the most important player on the, on the field is not your striker, unless it's Erling Holland. Um, like it turns out like your midfield sort of matters. Tyler Adams. Yeah. Tyler Adams is great. They lost today. That was. All right, we're not talking but about he's football great. football anymore. He's not really great at the things that you would want him to do. Yeah. All right, a uh, special thank you to our panelist, uh, Angus. You can find him on Twitter, at Nerd Angus. He doesn't tweet all that much. He should. Um, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire or uh, on the main account, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and Instagram. Instagram doesn't know they're a sponsor, but they get mentioned every episode, and at a certain point, I assume they should pay us money for it. Um, Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local Notre Dame fan. Um, and I'm not sure why Notre Dame. I watched a little bit of that game against BYU. It was dumb. Their jerseys were atrocious. I'll, I'll talk shit about that. Their jerseys were gross, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. Sports Social Podcast Network.